Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. No, we are not at Drago Seafood Restaurant in Baton Rouge early this morning. We will be, though, at Drago's in Metairie this afternoon at 4 o'clock for the Purple and Gold Point After, along with Herb Tyler, former LSU quarterback. I'm Christian Garrick. Our Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text lines are open at 504-260-1870, getting you set for an 11 a.m. kickoff, LSU hosting Tennessee, eighth-ranked volunteers against the 25th-ranked LSU Fighting Tigers. And, Herb, it was good to see LSU crack the top 25 this week. Um, I, I think it's a team that Brian Kelly has going a lot sooner than uh, I, I think a lot of people expected. In particular, I want you to talk about the, the secondary in a defense uh, I, I think has been playing better than people thought it would be this early in the season. So it was a pleasant surprise for myself to see them crack into the twenty-five top 25 at number 25. I wasn't really expecting it, um, but it's always great to see the purple and gold in the uh, top 25, right? And um you know, I've always said this, and I think you know this about me. I, I, I think Brian Kelly is one of the best coaches in the country. Um, I think he has a, a knack to, to creating great players or getting the best out of players. Um, you know, turn their, their, their talent up just a notch. Um, and I think that the talent that he has here, he's done a tremendous job along with his assistant coaches to get those guys to kind of buy into what they're doing. Um, and, and you can see it on the field. Um, you know, we easily could have been – we could be undefeated right now, technically. As bad as we've been playing or that we played against Florida State, shall I say, we could easily right now be undefeated, e- even with all of the unknowns that came into this season. Um, so I think that Coach Kelly has done a great job of holding this team together. Um, when you look at one of the guys that I think that's integral to this particular defense – it's Jay Ward, safety, 15 solo tackles, nine assists total, 24 total tackles. He's uh, He's got one interception um, for 18 yards. He's He's been playing phenomenal. He's been all over the place. Just, um, you know, kind of, you know, if you want to call it a new a new role, he's kind of that, 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 that honey badger role, right? Um, moving him from safety to that nickel position to be able to really utilize his talent. Harold Perkins is a guy that's emerging as, 
a super duper top talent. Um, you know, and and he can get off the ball with the best of them. He's pretty quick. He's got good size. Um, you know, he's the, the number two leading tackler on his team with 23 total tackles. So he's doing he's doing very well as a true freshman. And you know, you, you keep going down the line. You know, Jaquelin Roy, uh, B.J. Ojulari. He's just, I mean, B.J. What what more can you say, right? He, he's just a a, a a great leader on the defensive side. He wears that number 18, and he and he wears it proudly. I think that he uh, he he's leading the team in sacks with 3.5 sacks, and I think he's going to get one or two more tonight. And I think that uh, that's going to be. I think he's going to be a key to how well we play tonight. Now. A player that I've been looking for to kind of get a little bit more um, involved in what's going on is Allie Gay. I haven't really been seeing him call his name much, um, but you have been getting, you know, Makai Wingo's name has been ca- been called a lot. So he's kind of taking up a little bit of that slack. Now, with Mason Smith out, we wish we could still have him, but I think the guys behind him have definitely um, um, stepped up to, uh, to kind of fill that void. Now, another name, Greg Brooks, who – Greg Brooks Jr., who made an outstanding play last week against Auburn to kind of seal the game, um, has been playing outstanding. Um, he's one of those guys that's really been um, um, a, a leader in the back, in that backfield as far as the defensive back is concerned. And um, it's it's really wonderful to see how everybody's playing really uh, as a unit, right, as one. They believe in one another, and they, you know what, let's use that word, they trust in one another. They've made mistakes, and the only times I've seen them make mistakes is when we're in some sort of a zone coverage and they're not uh, kind of completely understanding its, its assignment and mental breakdowns. Um, when they make mistakes, it's not due to effort or anything like that. They always have the effort. So, and I've said this, and I will continue to say this: if they kind of play ninety percent man to man, and then maybe ten percent zone, I think we can uh, be very successful on the defensive side of the football. You kind of laid out the game plan for for LSU, man. That was a good job, Herb Tyler, former LSU quarterback. I'm Christian Garrick. We'll step away and come back. Jimmy Smith, TigerDetails.com publisher, will join us to break down. LSU in Tennessee, and Jimmy is Herb. He's in uh, Florida helping the hurricane-ravaged Florida and the Fort Myers oh, my area. Man. He's yeah, such a great you know, guy, Jim, isn't he? Y- yes, man. he is. He, he's got tremendous love for that great state of Florida, too. He's lived yes, there sir. for a while. I love Jimmy. We'll link up with Jimmy here after the break. This is the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show here on WWL. It is the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show here on WWL. We are not currently live from Drago's Seafood in Baton Rouge. We will be this afternoon from 4 to 6 for the Purple and Gold Point after at Drago's in Metairie. Herb Tyler, Christian Garrick, we welcome in now Jimmy Smith, publisher of TigerDetails.com. Jimmy, let's start, though, where you currently are in uh, Fort Myers, Florida. You're up there helping the folks that were just absolutely rocked and, and devastated by Hurricane Ian. And I know you have great love for that state, that area. You lived there for a while. What are you doing? A little bit of everything, man. Um you know, I, I kind of thought I knew what to expect, right? We'd been through a lot of storms, Ida last year, Katrina, so on. Um, but the amount of devastation or how vast it is has really caught me off guard. You know, these are highly populated areas from Fort Myers to Port Charlotte and Sarasota. And just to see the, the wide range of uh, destruction that goes on for, I don't know, I'd say a good 150 miles of the coast just being wiped out and devastated it's just uh, it's really disheartening so we've been 
helping. I mean, yesterday it was as simple as going into an older lady's house and helping her open the windows because she has no power and she's been trying to trying to get air through her house and removing trees from power lines. We've done some of that. We've helped people rip debris out of their house um, that was submerged underwater. So just doing any and everything we can. Right now we're heading down into the area with a bunch of a bunch of drinks and snacks and things like that because. Um, there aren't many stores open in a lot of these areas. So we all know what it's like in Louisiana dealing with these these devastating hurricanes. Um, but this is the first time I've seen something on this large of a scale uh, in my lifetime. And it's, and it's really disheartening. Yeah, in particular for those Floridians that, you know, g- good for you for helping because they're often there for us after storms. So uh, good to pay it forward, so to speak. Uh, turning the page, yeah. LSU, LSU hosting tennessee this morning um how do you what do you make of this matchup and do you think it's gonna be a close three-point spread kind of game that the odds makers are making it out to be i think it could be i think um from what i've seen after week one um and matt house's ability to to make some defensive adjustments uh both both personnel and scheme um to be able to kind of corral some of these offenses makes me think LSU has a real chance here. Uh, Tennessee's really dynamic in the passing game. Uh, A remarkable stat for me is they're averaging over 15 yards of reception. You know, that's that's a lot of yardage per completed pass. So um, they've got a dynamic passing game, not much of a running game. Um, They they definitely put the ball in, in the gut of those backs. They're just not extremely productive. Um, so they've been beating people through the air. Uh, I think the quarterback has eight touchdowns, no interceptions. They're not turning the ball over, and uh, and they run an up-tempo offense. So I think the challenge is really going to be can the defense slow them down enough and allow the offense some time to find its rhythm. Um, I think LSU is going to have to score in the mid to upper 20s in this game to have a chance. That has proven to be difficult at times this year for this offense. Uh, but we had a players-only meeting this week with Jaden Daniels and the receivers as they're trying to get on the same page, um, trying to build confidence within, within each other to try to es- elevate this passing game that's really struggled of late. If they can do that and find some production in the passing game and Matt House continues to be able to, to, to field good, strong defensive play, LSU certainly has a chance, but they have their work cut out for them. Tennessee's no slouch. They're ranked number eight in the, in the nation. I think they're, they're definitely worthy of that. Um, they can put up points in a hurry. Um, so LSU's offense has to show up, and LSU's defense is going to continue to have to play at a high level. Jimmy, say hello to Herb. Hey, Herb. Hey, Jimmy. <laughs> How you doing, buddy? I'm wonderful, man. I know you're out there in Florida uh doing some really great work and uh, I commend you and I applaud you for that brother uh thank you man you know I uh, try to live my life you know there's a balance of of work and doing for others and so on and this just kind of falls in line with that and and there's rewards other than monetary at times and that's what I'm seeking here the money comes right if you do well by people and you work hard the money will find you and that's really all I wanted to do I know last year with Ida we were hit pretty hard and when you looked around my neighborhood and all the workers that were helping, a good portion of them were for out of state. Um, when you have devastation on this level, it, it's more than just your village. It's going to take uh, quite quite a few helpers from outside of the region. And we just wanted to be a part of that. And, and we feel really good about it. Absolutely, man. It's great that you have the ability to be able to give your time and efforts 
to help other people um, the way that you are. That's outstanding. Get back to football real quick. So we talked about LSU having to score somewhere in the mid-20s to have an opportunity to be in this game against Tennessee. You know, Jaden Daniels has a bit of a, a knee injury, if you will, right? He's hurting. I don't know if he's injured, but I know he's hurting. Who steps up now in the backfield um, and, and kind of takes over that 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 running ability that Jaden gave us, and he's been leading the team with rushing yards at 315 yards, I think he has now. Who's that next guy up? Who's the guy or the trio of guys or the dual guys that we're looking forward to or you're looking forward to, to uh, I guess, making up the slack for that? Yeah, I think, you know, John Emery's return um, was highly anticipated, and I think we saw some flashes of what John Emery can do, right? Um, he's added some strength throughout his body and his frame over time. So now he's you can't bring him down with arm tackles. He's got great change of direction ability, and, and he's got that, that one-step-and-go burst. Uh, we saw flashes of it, but then we, we also saw some concerning things, right? So um, struggling as a pass receiver at times, um, getting close to the end zone and just launching from the five-yard line, right? maybe a little overexcited to, to reach that end zone at times. So uh, they, they need him to show up and show up big. I, I think they need big plays in this offense. Uh, it might be hard. It's proven to be difficult to find in the passing game. They could certainly use a running back that can go put up 20-plus yard runs. I think Emory's capable of that. Um, but it's a pretty solid Tennessee defense. So uh, it's not going to be easy for him. I think it, it, they are going to have to have a committee approach. I think – um, Daniels is still going to be effective. If he's 80% as a runner, he's still probably as dynamic as any quarterback in the SEC with the ball in his hands. Um, so I, I think we're still going to be able to see him in some of them scramble plays um, to eat up some yards. But they're really going to have to, I think, uh, develop some some consistency in that running game this week. If, if they've got short drives and they're off the field and their defense is on the field trying to slow down this Tennessee offense, it could be trouble. So I think they need some, some long, sustainable drives, 8-10 play-type drives that can give that defense the rest it needs, give the coaching staff the time it needs to make some defensive adjustments. And uh, it just hasn't proven to be there this year. Monty Goodwin's been out. Um, he, he was really productive early in the season. So it's going to have to be a committee approach. You're going to have to see Noah uh, Noah Kane definitely tote the rock a bit and, and Josh Williams and all these guys are going to have to contribute and and really hope to produce some big plays, some game-changing plays, some field-flipping plays within, within the running game. Jimmy Smith, publisher of TigerDetails.com, here on the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show. Jimmy, you mentioned the players-only meeting this week, and you know whenever I hear that, I kind of hold my breath because <laughs> we've seen throughout history – these player-only meetings can go one of two things, go one of two ways. They either turn into a splintering, divisive thing within a locker room, or they kind of bring you together and bring you together in a, in a really good way. Do you think this players-only meeting is going to help uh, LSU get on track, and particularly on offense and in a passing game? Yeah, I think, you know, coming out of it, I expect them to be more confident coming into the game within that passing game. You've seen some signs of frustration through the body language of the LSU receivers in recent weeks. And I'm pretty sure Jane Daniels has noticed that. And, and I'm pretty sure there's a tension building in the locker room. It's just normal. And so that's what's led to this. You know, frustration leads to these players-only meetings, right? And I think when you have this, this is almost a last-ditch effort 
by the group to get things together before it's too late. And so for me, it's how productive they are this week will determine what that meeting entails. If, if they come out this week and struggle and Jaden Daniels is missing his first reads and not going through his progressions and some balls are thrown behind the receivers and that frustration continues to mount, that could be catastrophic, right? So anytime I see a players-only meeting, to me that signals this is a make-or-break moment. They're having these meetings because they know their back's against the wall and they've got to get figured out and figured out fast. So if they, if they come out a little flat in the passing game and things are off, I could see it fall apart rather quickly and the wheels come off. Um, but if they are able to find some early success with that players only meeting and the confidence that's come from it and the camaraderie that was built through it, it sounds like it's been a great week of practice. Um, if that happens, then I think it's something they can build on. But yeah, anytime I hear players only meeting, I, I kind of think, Ooh, it's, it's now or never, right? Because if you come out of this game struggling after your players only meeting, what's left? I mean, you, what's left, yeah. right? So well, it, it's you do or die. <laughs> yeah. It's do or die at this point, I think, for LSU in that passing game from what I see. And if and if they can't get it figured out, if for some reason things aren't clicking um, in that passing game, they might be forced to make a change at some point just to try to keep the team together. That is an absolute shame if that happens, considering – you know, I know this. Uh, Miles Brennan wouldn't struggle throwing a ball down the field. Miles Brennan wouldn't wouldn't have struggled finding Kayshawn Booty. I mean, I just I'm just throwing that out there. Uh, I know Noted. I know uh, I, I know Jimmy that you you've been up and down on Miles Brennan, but I, I know the deep ball would be would be prevalent with him uh, back there under center. Yeah, and I think that's kind of what baffles me a bit. Is you you've got some guys that can really attack you vertically, right? You, you might not have a lot of speed demons. I think Kayshawn's your only guy that has true top-end speed. But Malik Neighbors, Brian Thomas, Kyron Lacey, these guys can win 50-50 balls. You don't always have to have separation downfield right. to be a dynamic right. downfield receiver. If you can win these 50-50 balls um, and attack the ball, like Jamar Chase is a perfect example. Yeah, there were times he was wide open, but a lot of those balls he won downfield were contested. And I think there's just a lack of trust, possibly. Uh, and maybe Jaden Daniels hasn't played with guys of that caliber where he knows, I can just leave it up and let him make that play for me. And I think that's what the receivers are trying to tell him is give us a chance, you know. And, and so the, the fact that they don't have a vertical passing attack is one of the more baffling things about this team because Jaden has the arm talent and the receivers have the ability. Yes, At that point, it, it, should, it should be happening, and we just don't see it. Herb, I want you to weigh in here with Jimmy as well. Does Jaden look like he's going through his progression, or is it a one, maybe two read progression? And I'm out of there. I think he's, I think he's attempting to go through his progressions, but I think that he's getting caught up in, in, in you know, what he's seeing throughout the practice week. And then when you get in the game, it's a little bit different. And so I think he's getting a little stuck in certain areas because there's guys that are that are open. Um, the, maybe the third read or the, the or even the second progression or whatnot, or sometimes the first read is there, but he's passing it up for whatever reason. Um, and, and I agree with Jimmy in regards to um, today's football is always, especially in college football now, it's 50-50 balls. You just put the ball up and let the guys make the plays. He's got the ability to throw it. They have the ability to, to catch it and receive it in whichever way they need to. Now, I think that it's also a lot – 
with Jaden Daniels himself inside of his own head and not being uh, trustworthy of himself to be able to put the ball as far as the right ball placement when it comes to giving those guys an understanding or an opportunity to put that 50-50 ball. And I think that's really more what it is when it comes to the 50-50 ball, but I don't think he's getting to the point of where he sees that open receiver or get it, or, or seeing it fast enough in order to get the ball out of his hands to the right guy. Yeah, and, Jimmy, and how's that sound? Yeah, that sounds pretty accurate to me. And I think one of the things, and it's really hard to see if you're not in the huddle and not in his brain, right? But at Correct. the same time, um, it seems to me that some of the pre-snap reads may not be there, right? When when you're getting blitzed as often as he has been this year, where are the hot routes? Where are the hot reads, right? Where are the anticipations yep. of those blitzes and, and bailing out and getting away and, and moving the pocket away from the blitzes and things of this nature? We just haven't seen it. Um, we've seen him hit uh, in the backfield quite a bit where it looks like he didn't even see it coming or didn't anticipate the blitz. And a lot of these throws um, – you know, you can't wait for guys to get open. You have to anticipate them. And when you yeah. see these zone coverages and you have these crossers, you, you you can't always wait for them to clear. Sometimes you have to throw the ball where they need to be and let them go get it and find those windows. And it seems to me that he's kind of waiting on some of these um, routes to open up rather than anticipating these routes, which tells me when you're struggling finding – identifying the blitz, struggling finding your hot routes off the blitz, when you're struggling anticipating your throws, I think a lot of the issues could be pre-snap related. And that's concerning, right? This is a veteran that's played a lot of football, is supposed to know a lot of coverages and what he's seeing and being able to implement it into his play. And I just don't see that yet. And so for me, that's the most concerning point. Yeah, you can start chucking the ball downfield and letting your receivers make some of these 50-50 plays. And that's certainly going to help your offense. But if you're not seeing things pre-snap and you're not anticipating and knowing um, they're sitting on this this first read, I'm going to have to hit this second read. If you're not digesting some of that stuff pre-snap, uh, you're really behind. And, and that's kind of what it looks like to me. You're in Fort Myers, uh, Jimmy, and, man, like, like like I said, like we said earlier, uh, we commend you for your efforts helping those uh, in the path of Hurricane Ian, Ian recover. What does it – paint the picture, though, w- you know, what does it look like? Does it, does it remind you a lot of Katrina and the damage we saw there? Yeah, well, there's some plus and minuses, right? I think the houses have generally held up better because they're stricter building codes in Florida. And I've got – extensive experience in construction. When I get into some of these houses, I can see the noticeable differences in how they're constructed. A lot of these homes are concrete block and so on. So the outer exteriors and the basically are holding up. But you're seeing a lot of roof damage, a lot of trees like we see in Katrina and Ida, a lot of debris piled up on the side of the roads. Um, but one of the good things for them is when the water moved in, it moved out rather quickly. It didn't sit like it did within New Orleans as as they waited for pumps and so on. Um, The water moved out rather quickly, but you still have a lot of water damage at that point. So right now you're riding into these neighborhoods. Most of them that we've been to still don't have power. Look like they could be days out without power. Um, And and we're, what, nine nine days after the storm's landfall? And yet I would say half of this highly populated area, two and a half, three million people cover this coastline that we're on. I would say half of these neighborhoods are still without power, which is pretty phenomenal if you really think about it. And, and it's disturbing and it's troubling, right? You see these 
these elderly people. You see people that don't have means or family or friends to help out, and you just wonder how long can these people hold up before um, their health becomes risk or their mental health um, becomes challenged in ways that that's not healthy for them and things of that nature. So it's really for us just trying to do anything we can to make them feel like things are moving in the right direction, to give them some, some things of comfort like cold drinks and snacks and things of that nature. Um, but it, it's really a lot of devastation, um, you know, and, and really just trying to help these people get power back on. I'm up with a guy from Coast Electric, uh, you know, a good friend of mine that is down from New Orleans. So he's out here right now trying to help these houses prepare for when the power does come back on because so many houses, so many people are waiting for power and we're driving by the houses realizing those stacks are destroyed on your roof. Unless the electrician fixes that, you're not even going to get power when they turn it back on. So there's just a lot going on, and, and it's, you know, it's disturbing. I love this state. I spent 13 years here. It's a beautiful state. It, there's so much to offer and, uh, and, and such a diverse group of people, um, and I'm just trying to Great do my part here. Yeah, the state has done a lot for me, and I'm just trying to give back to the state. You know, Herb and, and Jimmy, one of the things that we can all relate to is that look of beleaguerment um, amongst the, those residents. Man, I, you know, we saw it in Hurricane Ida, saw it in Hurricane Katrina, where you know these people are returning to their neighborhoods only to find nothing left, and it's a look of like it's like a thousand-yard stare after um, you know, almost as if they've been in combat. Uh, in particular, those that rode out the storm there. Um, I've never really understood that notion uh, of riding out a storm. Oh, I got I got to make sure nobody breaks into my home. That's what you got insurance for. <laughs> but yeah, I know insurance right. companies are not always uh, forthcoming and easy to deal with. But I guess my point is, is that, man, you just see those residents, and uh, we've been in their shoes. We've been in their shoes, and it's disheartening to see. Yeah, and, I mean, perfect example is I just opened a few windows in this lady's house yesterday, and it brought her to tears. I've been trying to get those windows open for days. Nobody's around to help me. And it just something so minor brought them to tears. And it was tears of joy and relief, right? She instantly felt the breeze come through the house. And, and she's starting to worry about mold building up in the residence and things of that nature. So, yeah, the, the things they're going through right now, I mean, these are people's livelihoods. These are all of their belongings. This is all a lot of them know. And a lot of that has been removed from their lives, and it's catastrophic for a lot of folks. Herb, before we let you run, oh, excuse me, um, Jimmy, uh, before we let you run, um, give us a prediction for today. Man, I do think LSU does some good things to keep this game close. I just don't think they are able to do enough offensively to match what Tennessee does. So I'm going to go 30-24 Tennessee. Um, I, I do think we see some positive things from this LSU program, um, but right now uh, I, I don't I don't see them being able to turn it around that quickly to be able to match the offensive prowess of the Volunteers. So I think I have the Volunteers winning this one. Uh, I don't see it being a double-digit loss. I think it's going to be a close game, and in those close games anything can happen. So, and I think that's all LSU wants right now is to give them a, a chance to win in the fourth quarter. Offense has to show up. Uh, thank you so much, Jimmy. Continue that work down in Florida. Thank you. All right, guys. Take care. Jimmy Thanks, Smith, Jimmy. publisher of TigerDetails.com. We'll step away and come back. He's Herb Tyler. I'm Christian Garrick. This is the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show right here on the home of the LSU Fighting Tigers, WWL. Herb Tyler, a.k.a. Herb TZ. 
former LSU quarterback. I'm Christian Garrick. It's the uh, Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgating Show here on WWL, AMFM.com, and always free on the Odyssey app. LSU and Tennessee in Death Valley at 11 a.m. Uh, Herb, in a, in a certain way, I kind of hope that that the warmer weather that we were getting later in the week would stick around just through today so maybe uh, Tennessee would melt in that uh, warmer weather. <laughs> it sounds good, but, uh, you know, it, it's going to be a nice day out there today, and it's going to be challenging. But I am leaning on, since 1990, the Tigers are 8-0 at 11 a.m. So uh, we'll see. But Jimmy had some interesting thoughts at home. I'm sorry, at home. And, and Jimmy had some interesting thoughts um, when it came to uh, um, his assessment of the Tigers' offense, right? And I think that it's it's plain and simple to see that, you know, at what point do you make a decision to say, okay, we're not as productive as we need to be in the passing game, but we're winning games and the quarterback can run the football very well, but he's not really as productive as, as you want him to be in the passing game. So at what point do you say, well, let's bring in Nussmeyer? Um, well, is is really truly Nussmeyer the answer, right? Nope. Uh, there's a reason why Jaden Daniels is starting. So it's it's kind of difficult to say, well, you know, you, you just pull a guy and, and implug, or insert somebody else, and that changes everything. I, I, you know, I, it's hard. I, I know you brought up Miles um, Brennan. And, yeah, Miles Brennan can throw the ball down the field with the best of them. He can vertically push the ball down the field. However, early on, that offensive line wasn't playing too well. I agree. Right? And so can Miles Brennan move around enough in order to get the ball down the field? Not so as well as Jaden. No, not as well as Jaden. And maybe not as well as Nussmeyer either, right? But I also and think, though, that, that the decision, the ball would have been out of his hand a little quicker. I think, you know, Miles never had an issue going through his progression. Well, let's say this. He did early on. He would throw interceptions in the games that he would get into. But he was, what, his fifth, sixth year there? And then it was a new offense. So maybe in that original offense he may have gotten the ball out quicker, but with this new offense, could he have picked it up as he as well as we think he could have? I, I don't know. And the coaches made a decision there to, I guess, yeah. have him at third team or whatever it was, um, and and so he decided to move on from it. But right now, the it, the it's, it's Jaden Daniels' job to lose, and he's got all the tools in his tool belt to be successful. He just has to stop. Um, shooting himself in the foot, meaning he just needs to play the game, give those guys an opportunity, see the field, pre-snap reads, get rid of the football, understand what the defense are doing, take what the defense are giving to you, and uh, and utilize the talent that you have on offense. Yeah, uh, get the ball in your playmaker's hands. Uh, I mean, you've got a ton of them on offense from which to disseminate the football. Uh, and, and yep. I think, I think he – I think Jaden knows that. I, I just – he looks like a player, too, that because Brian Kelly has a history of not being patient with quarterbacks. So is it is that a factor if you're if you're him? I don't I don't think so. I think he and Coach Kelly have a they have a great relationship. Um, and I think that he's not afraid to lose his job. I think he's just you, and this is me on the outside looking in. I think he's just afraid of just making a mistake, period, uh, you know, and. And when I mean mistake, I mean interceptions, um, um, putting the ball in the other team's hands. But but you got to play aggressive. You you got to play smart. 
and then you also have to you play to win. You can't play to just get by. <laughs> when you do that, you make mistakes and you get hurt or you, you throw interceptions or, or you don't give your guys enough opportunities to be successful. And so I think that Jaden Daniels' play thus far has been good. Um, it, it's been what we needed over the course of the first four games. Um, but it's now it's time to take that next step. Uh, and today is a great day to do it against a, a, a Tennessee defense that's not really good at pass defense. We'll see if we can take they can take advantage, that's for sure. He's Herb Tyler. I'm Christian Garrick. We're going to step away and come back and wrap up the show, get Herb's final thoughts on LSU hosting Tennessee at 11 a.m. right here on WWL. This is the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgate and Show here on the home of the Fighting Tigers, WWL. All right, maybe we're not. We'll uh, we'll stick around for a little bit. Uh, I know David had to there step out just for a second. <laughs> Just for a second, uh, but I thought he'd be back a little quicker. Uh, nonetheless, want to invite you guys. Okay, now David's back. I'm gonna step away and come back. This is the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgate Show here on WWL. All right, wrapping up the Gulf Coast Bank and Trust Tiger Tailgate Show here on WWL AMFM.com and the Odyssey app. Herb LSU and Tennessee, 11 a.m. kickoff in Death Valley. Give me your keys to victory for the Tigers. First and foremost, I need to wake up, <laughs> be fully rested from last night, and. Um, and, and, and be available and ready to roll at 11 o'clock. I know it's going to be tough for them, but it's going to be a great scene. I think the pageantry of college football is going to uh, be on display uh, this morning in Death Valley in, in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And so that's first and foremost to me. I think that um, or trying to overcome the Will Campbell um, not being able to play today is going to be something that's going to be important to try to figure out whether or not we could make that work um, and who's that next guy that's going to step up and fill in for him. Uh, it's important, um, it, you know, and then, you know, this players-only meeting, what does that really mean? What actually happened? What comes out about it um, for the, the receivers and the quarterbacks? And we'll see how that plays uh, into today's game. Um, sustaining a great defense that's going to slow down Hendon Hooker in that offense that's pretty potent by – the Tennessee Volunteers is going to be uh, extremely important and to try to slow them down on, uh, enough to give us an uh, LSU an opportunity to score some points is going to be big. And then I actually think that um, rushing the football for LSU is going to be key today um, to try to, to keep Hendon Hooker on the sideline um, as much as possible to give LSU an opportunity to win this football game. Heads up for a fake punt from LSU. Could happen. They're trying to steal a possession or two uh, against Tennessee. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be surprised to see that, Herb, would you? I wouldn't be surprised to see a fake punt, a fake field goal. I wouldn't be surprised to see it from Tennessee even, you know, to to gain an extra possession. Um, You just just never know. Um, It's it's crazy because you got, I guess, Tennessee in one of the the best offenses in the country, and then you also have – LSU, one of the best defenses in the country, clashing each other, uh, uh, clashing with each other, and then you turn around and go on the other side, and you got one of the worst pass defenses against one of the not so great pass offenses. So we'll see what happens, right? That's right. We'll see you this afternoon at Drago's and Metairie. That's right, brother. All I right. can't wait to see you, baby. <laughs> All right, Herb. Simplify. I'm out. Herb, take us to the house. All right, man. Appreciate it, man. I hope everybody has a wonderful and blessed day. And remember, God loves you. I love you. And go Tigers, baby. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. 
It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.